Ravi, have you ever heard of Fuck Up Friday? I have not. I need to know more about this. So Fuck Up Friday is a trend. It's been going on for a couple of years. And it is where companies start sharing their fuck ups and purposefully dropping the F-bomb in the name to empower themselves to own their fails and to even create moments where they share them so everybody can learn from their fails. So this episode, I want to start with sharing one of my biggest fuck-ups in my career. And everybody who's offended by the F-bomb, this is what it's actually called. So it's not boring. So what happened was, there was this telecom company. They called me and they said, Shana, our salespeople are awesome. They sell the subscription. They sell the phones. They sell everything. But we have this new product group and they're not selling it. So I went in, I looked at the skills, I looked at what they were doing, I created a great training, only one and a half hours. They came in, they were all resistant around that product group, but I had them on their toes, running out screaming, I'm going to sell this product group now, I'm very, I'm on fire, you know. So I thought, ooh, I've done a great job for this company. And nice. after two weeks, I get a call, and the call was... Jana, after the training, two pieces of this product group have been sold. No way. And I was like, yes. I was like, what the hell? What happened? How can this be? So I drove to the nearest store. It, it was a, a telecom retail chain. And I drove to the nearest store and I went in and I had a look and I discovered my mistake. And it's a bad one. And this was 15 years ago. And then I went online and I went to the library and I went looking for what theory could have prevented me, what science could have prevented me from making this mistake. What, where is this in the literature? And I didn't find it. So I've created my own model. I've been working with it and spreading it around for 15 years and it's super powerful. Welcome to a new boost for your mission, No More Boring Learning. This is the Brain Bakery Podcast. Welcome to No More Boring Learning. I'm Ravi, your host. And to train or not to train, that is the question. So Indeed. So very often, someone will come to you and ask you to do some training. It could be HR, it could be a manager. And actually, sometimes training is not the solution. But mm. how do you figure this out? How are you able to explain that training is not the right solution? So, Jana, you've already talked about your experience. You've already mentioned, but I want to know more. Could you explain this model to us? Yes. So I've actually stolen it from the nurses because it's called the triage training model. And it's in the shape of a triangle. So it's the triage triangle. I think I was a bit off my wits when I discovered that name or named it. <laughs> but it's the triage triangle. And we've taken it from the nurses because do you know how it's used in nurses land, in doctors land? I kind of do. I know that I think I've been to a triage all right, so a triage is indeed something that happens in the beginning when you enter a hospital or when, you, when you're hurt. So the triage nurse, what they do is they look at how serious are your injuries. They actually have an ABC for that. And they check out, do you need help right now, right this instant to save your life? Can we have you wait a little bit or can we, you know 
put you in the waiting room for two hours <laughs> and you'll still be fine and then we'll see you. So it's a way of them diagnosing how fast are we going to work on you and what are we going to work on. For example, the A from the ABC is air. If there's no air in this patient, they go first, right? So that's how they use it. And I thought we need a triage model as well in the learning and development industry to prevent this mistake that I've just described from happening. So Jana, could you explain the model? And for our listeners, if you want to follow along, please, you know what to do. Go to brainbakery.com and find your brain snacks. Yes, it's right there in the blog and you can actually read it. Yep. So there's three parts of the triangle. There's three corners. Corner one is skill set. Corner two is mindset. And the third corner is system or structure. And you need to check all of those to get a great learning outcome and to know whether to train or not to train because that was in fact the question. Um, <laughs> sorry, Shakespeare's <laughs> taking a hold of me. <laughs> the first one is skill set. What you're going to check there is, are these people capable of showing this behavior? Do they have the right knowledge? Do they know what to do? Can they do it? You know, like that. So for example, if we go back to the telecom example, could these people sell? Yes, they sold left and right. They knew all the techniques. They were great salespeople. So there was a great skill set in place. They knew what to do. Then the second question is the mindset question. That's the question where you ask, do they want to sell it? And that's where the problem was because they weren't willing to sell it because it was new and they were like, mm, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, I even checked with them why they didn't want it and they just said it's new, I don't have the knowledge yet, but it was in fact not knowledge question, it was a wanting question. So my whole training, that one and a half hour, was showing the importance of it and showing them how they could do it using the skill set they already had. So I only worked on mindset in that training. So the second bit is mindset. It's about their desire, their real and honest desire to actually do the thing that the learning outcome wants. But the third step, that's the one I didn't have. That's the most important one maybe of the whole model because this can tell you whether you should train or not. Uh, and that is system or structure. So here you're going to look into the company's formal and informal bits of structure and systems and you're going to check whether they are prohibiting that desired behavior or not. And the part that I didn't check with the telecom company was what I found out when I walked into one of their stores and I said to one of the guys, I said, you were so enthusiastic. You were going to sell that new product. I could see it in your eyes. Why didn't you? And he went, Jana, there's no bonus on it. Mm. What? So they had bonus on all of their sales, but not on this product. So if I had known that, then I wouldn't have said no training because I can only train for the mindset if you put a bonus on it, just like on the other things, or maybe even a little bit higher one to stimulate the people. So what happened was in that company was that their system was telling them, don't be interested in selling this product because we're not going to bonus you. We're not going to give you any extra money. I recognize this, Shana. In terms of skill set, you focus on that and you go, oh, they've got the right mindset. But actually stopping to think about whether the system and the structure is in place for them to succeed. Honestly, I've got to put my hand up and say very often I don't check on that. Me neither. Until 15 years ago when I really 
failed so miserably and felt so horrible that I, I decided to create this model. Let me give you another example. Mm. I was called by a company and they wanted a safety training. Now, I think, you know, when you dive into safety, there's a lot of things you can know. So I knew I could give a safety training, but of course I wanted to do my triage, right? So I asked them, all right, let's talk about the helmets because it was about helmets and, and safety shoes. So in the morning when people come in, they wear the safety shoes. There was no problem there. But the problem was with them not wearing the helmet all the time. So I was like, okay, so skill set. Are people physically capable of putting on the helmet? Right. Is there something painful inside of the helmet that's preventing them from wearing it? Is there, do they not fit? Are they too hot? Is there something wrong with the helmet? And they said, no, no, why are you asking? We've got the best helmets in the world. Anyone will tell you these helmets are fine. So I was like, okay, so I don't need to check this with your people. No, nope, they will all say the same. All right, perfect. Then I went to mindset. Do people want to wear the helmet? Do they see why it's important? And unfortunately, what just happened a month before they called me was there was a big incident where somebody nearly lost their life who wasn't wearing the helmet. So everybody was like feeling... <gasps> I need my helmet. I need to put on the helmet. This is important because they've just gone through a tragedy together. So I was like, okay, so it's not skill set, not mindset. So then I said, all right, show me where the helmets are. So you need to know about this company. They have a canteen where people eat their lunch and where they sit waiting for the new lorry or truck to arrive with new stuff. And they are measured in how fast they have the truck empty and then filled again and sent on their way. So that's a time measurement that's very important. That's a KPI of them. So there's speed involved. And what happens is when the lorry or the truck arrives, some bell goes, bing, bing, in the canteen where they're eating or sitting and drinking coffee, and they run out to empty the truck and fill it again. So I said, all right, so this is how it works. Where are the helmets? And what we discovered at that moment was that the helmets were, if you left the canteen, the, the, the area where they were sitting drinking their coffee, you'd have to go left about 25 meters to retrieve a helmet, put it on, and then you need to run to the lorry or the truck. So because they were measured in time, they didn't take the time to go get their life-saving helmet. So this was not a training question. This was a move the helmets into the canteen question. And that's what we ended up doing. I didn't earn any money, but they did order some trainings later because they knew I would be worth my money because I told them this is not a training question. And when you actually pointed this out or kind of highlighted it to say, actually, this is a flaw. This needs to be addressed. What was their re reaction? What did they think? They were like, are you sure do we not need to train? And I said, no, you don't. And I actually, there was a little um, whiteboard there in the canteen. Mm. I actually drew the triangle on there. And I said, it's not the skill set. It's not that they don't want it. If your people are not doing the behavior that you desire and they can actually do it and they want to do it, there's something else at play. So don't invest in me. Just invest in some screws and bolts and, you know, put the helmets in the, in the right place. I'm literally just sitting here and going, oh, my God, I should have done this. I should have used this. Yes. You know, and, and I think that's, yes. that's the key thing here is it's three simple steps to really get yes. you thinking about whether to train or not to train. Yeah. And if you remember in the last episode, episode number two, I've created this ultimate questionnaire mm. list. 
I've added onto that, so that's also downloadable on the site now, where you can ask questions that have to do with the triage model. So you can now you know, get the two lists together to make sure that whenever you're doing an intake for a training or a training program or any request, you can make sure that you also ask those triage questions. Yeah, that's going to be very helpful. Jana, could you go through those three steps again one more time and maybe a little bit more detail? All right, yeah. So for the skill set bit, that's where you start. And the, the question is there, are they capable of doing this? Can they do this? So sometimes the question is even, can they speak the words that they want to speak? Do they have the right knowledge? What's missing for them to be able to do it? So here you're looking at the doing part of it and the speaking part of it and the knowledge part of it. So for example, I was called by a big theater and they said the final moment before people leave our theater is where they collect their coats and their jackets, etc. And we want our people to not do that in a boring way. We want that to be another great moment, just as great as the show. So we want our people that hand out the jackets and give them back. So they take the little number and they give back the jacket. We want them to go, oh, thanks for visiting. You're awesome. Have a great evening. You know, what did you like best about the show? Something like that. I said, so do these people speak the language of this country? And they said, yeah. I said, so, so they're capable of saying this? Yes. Are they not inhibited in any way to say these words? Could they do this? Would they probably do this with their friends if the friends left their house and they said, oh, here's your coat. Thanks for visiting. I love you. And they all said, yeah, 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 they could do it. So it's not a skill set question. That's the first thing I checked. So for skill set, you're always checking, are they capable of doing this? Now, there's one big but here, and that is that sometimes managers will answer yes to the question because they think I'm paying these people heaps and heaps, they should be able to do this. So they don't answer the question, are they capable of doing it? But they answer the question, do you think they should do it? And they say, yeah. It's the difference between should you do it? Are you capable of doing it? That's the difference. The difference is even more that the manager thinks I'm paying so much, mm. they're a senior, they should be able to do this. Bastards. It's almost like a blaming them, right? Right. So you need to check, are they capable? Do they have the knowledge? Or do you just think they should be able to do it? So that's a, a thing to be aware of with this first bit. Then if you go to the second bit, which has to do with mindset, there the question is really, do these people want to do it? Do they have a desire to contribute? Do they want to, you know, do these people that hand out the jackets at the end of the show, do they want to create one final moment of magic or do they want to hand out the coats, right? What's the job description that they think they have? Am I a jacket handouter or am I a person who creates the last bit of magic for the show? Mm. And for this, these people answered me, no, no, no. They think they're just handing out jackets. They're not willing to do this. So I said, okay, okay, that's interesting. So I thought at least I will have to, you know, train them on mindset. But what I decided to do was to go on the floor at the end of the show and be with them and see how it happens. So they're handing out these codes. They're saying, thank you, good night, thank you, good night, thank you, good night, thank you, good night. Sometimes when a guest was particularly nice, they would even say something fun like, oh, thank you too, have a lovely evening. But only when the guest initiated it. So I spoke to all of them. They could all say nice things, but they weren't doing it. And then I asked them, 
I can see you're really rushed to give back the coats. Why is that? Well, because the guests want to leave. You know, they're in a hurry. They're in a queue. I need to hurry. I said, are there any other reasons why you are rushing these coats? And they said, yes. I said, what is it? So they said, every night after the show, we have a little drink moment together. And it's with the bartenders. It's with, you know, anyone who's in the show who's willing to stay. And we just celebrate the evening. But that moment can't start until we're done. <laughs> so, so basically, they told me in their structure or system, they were the ones having the others wait for drinks. And they didn't want to be that person. So that's why they were like, here's your coat. Run, 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 run. And instead of creating that wonderful moment, that moment I knew, all right, there's something in the structure that I need to fix. And then I can train them on their mindset to create that wonderful spark at the end of the evening. So that third bit is really about what's the formal, but also the informal ways. What's the habits that they have? What is the the rules that they have? What's preventing people from doing the things that they could want to do and maybe even are capable of doing? But is there something in the formal or informal system that's telling them, no, 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 if you're late... We all have to go, you know, roll our eyes, give them snake eyes. You were late again. We couldn't start with the drinks until you were there. So that's a very informal one. But there's also formal ones, like my example with the, with the bonuses. If there's no bonus on something and the, all, all the others have it, then it's very hard to sell. I think what I really enjoy about both of these um, anecdotes genre is that they focus on different things. So the first one was very much around the structure. The second one was mindset plus having a look mm. at the um, structure and system. And I think it's really important as well because we're actually saying, we're not saying anything's broken. We're not saying anything's at fault. It's really just understanding why things aren't working. And I do mm. have a question for you. And is that with a triangle, and it reminds me very much of the fire triangle, when one component is removed, does that mean then you would say no training is needed? And I think you've kind of said that actually, mm. no, you, you may be working on a couple of things. So if, if mindset isn't there, you work on the mindset. Or if structure yes. isn't there, you'd work on the structure. Is that how you would describe um, this? Well, there's one of the three components that is the boss of all of them. That's the one that's winning all the time. Excellent. So if there's something in the structure, this is an excellent question. If there's something in the structure or in the system that is going against the desired behavior, that will win. My training of one and a half hours for the telecom people was really well thought out. It was, you know, they were running out being desiring to sell, but then they came back in the system and the system told them we're not interested. And they were like, okay, the system wins. So they're all three very important, but you want to check the system one to see if there's training possible at all, because you don't want to ever train against the system because you won't win. The system will win. So your question makes me think, so you use the model to exclude that there's anything wrong in the system and that allows you to go yes I'm going to train and then you can choose do I train both on skill set and on mindset or only skill set or only mindset yeah so that means that what part of being a learning and development professional is also almost being like a consultant who wants to know these things what's happening to your bonus system when do the leaders walk around and high five the people and tell them you're awesome and do they do that about certain things or not? 
that's sometimes a really interesting one. Let me give you one more example that was the most fun for me. So there was this uh, hotel chain and they wanted to sell loyalty cards. And I'm saying selling because it does take an effort, but it was a free card, you know, and people could collect bonus points on it and get free stuff. And, you know, it's a really attractive card if you spend a lot of time in those hotels. Mm. And they had this program and they wanted a sales training to sell more of those cards to create more loyalty with their customers. So I asked them, do the people in the hotel know about the card? Do they know, you know, how it works, how people sign up? Do they have the skill set to be able to talk about it with guests? And they said, yes, everybody been trained. Everybody knows, you know, there's nothing they don't know. You could do a little bit of a refresh, but that's not the point. Then I asked them, do they want to sell it? And they said, yeah, everybody wants to sell it. There's a target on it. And I was like, okay. Usually, in my experience, if there's a target on something, it doesn't mean I want it. It does mean I want the bonus or the thing that's behind the target. I don't want to do it because of a target. But So I was interested in that bit. And then I asked them for the system. And the system was, if we reach the target at the end of the year, we all get bonuses and we get nice things and you can win certain shoes and even a refrigerator and awesome things. I was like, before I design this training, let me talk to the people on the floor who actually sell this card. And I talked to them and what I discovered was something very funny, that during the whole year, they would be normally behind target. But then around November, the management would wake up and go, bloody hell, <laughs> we're, we're behind, we're not getting our bonuses, I need my new refrigerator, I want my new computer, whatever, I want my bonus. So around November, suddenly they would intensify the efforts on selling the loyalty card. That has been a pattern for years. So they would only become interested around October, November when you know there was a real danger of not reaching the target. So what happened was, I told them your system, the thing that you've communicated to your people is for them to wait until you wake up and you make it important for them by talking about it the whole time and by measuring it and stimulating it. So you've basically told them, don't do it until I become bothered <laughs> with it and wait for me to be bothered and then we'll do it. And they were like, no... No, that can't be true. And I said, well, let's get some of your people in. They will tell you. And they did tell them. So there was something where they thought the mindset was on point. But in fact, the mindset wasn't on point. The system was saying, your mindset should be on point when I'm bothered, which is in November. That's a challenge, isn't it? The mindset and the system is flawed. But the mindset yes. has made the system flawed. It happens yeah, in so vice many versa, different. even the yeah, the system had made the mindset flawed. Yeah, yeah, awesome. What I love about this is the simplicity. It's three steps, it's the triangle triage. It would be great, Jana, if you could tell us a little bit more about the formal structure and the informal structure. That's kind of hard because you need to ask permission, especially if you're an external L and D person. You need to ask permission to know their bonus structure. You need to know about their systems. Where, where are the rewards? How do you celebrate? You need to ask all of those questions. And those are something that, you know, you need to overcome some reluctance for them to share that with you. But the informal bit is even harder because they don't know that they've been in that informal bit. They could never have told me with the theater. They could not have told me. We side-eye, snake-eye, roll our eyes at the people from the coats if they're late. 
they don't know that they're doing that. So, so very often to find that informal bit, you have to go into the company or into the department. You have to see it and you have to see how are we rewarding uh, and also punishing these behaviors. And if you don't go in, they can't tell you because they don't know that they're in that system. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think having the kind of almost courage and conviction to say, I need to ask these questions because these are really important to the outcome. Absolutely. Yeah. And for the formal bit, you can ask them by questions. For the informal bit, it's almost always observations and talking to the people that actually do the work. Don't talk to the HR. Don't talk to the management. Talk to the people on the floor and watch them do it and watch how they're treated and ask them. I think when you said that you actually went and did a shift with them and kind of stood side by side to do that observation, I think that is invaluable Um, to actually see Mm. it for yourself, to make them be able to kind of connect the dots, have the conversations with the right people. You know, that really makes a difference in terms of understanding what is going on. Yeah, because usually senior management is very detached from what's happening on the floor. And uh, mm. HR is also very detached from that. They don't see that daily. They think they know. But I've recently done uh, a questionnaire to some HR educations in the Netherlands. It's a four-year program that you follow. Right. And I've asked them, how many days do you spend on buying and getting training? How much of the four-year education is spent on L&D? And they came back with to me, and I, I know you're going to be shocked. What do, you, what do you think? What do you think, Ravi? I've already, you know, told you it, you're going to be shocked. How much time of those four years? Four weeks. Oh, that would be great. But it's not even four days. It's one whole no. day spread over four years. Yes. So HR, at least the study that I've, I've done, are not equipped to ask these questions and to know these things. They know more about pensions, about regulations, about salaries. They know about all that stuff, but they're not educated and equipped for this. So we have to help them and go in and be on the floor. Otherwise, we do not know what's happening in the structure or system. Okay, so that's a wrap. Knowing when to train and not to train was the question, but now we have the answer. We have the triangle triage using the three steps and making sure you look at skill set, mindset, systems and structure. Thank you for joining us again on this journey for No More Boring Learning. No More Boring Learning. This was the Brain Bakery Podcast. Want to know more? Follow us on our socials.